0: Hello, it is Thursday, September 23rd. A couple of electrifying conversations. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what to expect out of today's show. A couple of new guests Tristan Werfs, Todd Haley, Ian Rappaport, AJ Hawk is out there representing the United States at the Ryder Cup, so he is not joining us today. But the rest of the boys crush it. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your earholes. Uh, if you enjoy this thing, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. All right? Deal? Deal. Let's get to it have some cool announcements about some things that are going on for tonight's Thursday night game with our friends at FanDuel, but we need to make something clear right now. AJ Hawk is currently hacking the <laughs> shit out of Wisconsin Straits <laughs> up there in Wisconsin, representing the United States of America alongside Rob Riggle. If you are at that tournament right now, whether you're listening or watching or whatever you may be doing, we need videos of AJ Hawk decimating that course. Yep through his nine holes today and i believe he has to play again tomorrow gets to play tomorrow i'm not 100 sure if this is his only time out there we've gotten videos already sent into us he's hitting some big drives he's swinging really hard i <laughs> synced him put two balls ob already and those are the only two videos we have been sent if he hits a good shot please send those to us as well but we are incredibly proud of our big chin big nose hard-headed Super Bowl champion friend Hell who's yeah. representing the United States of America front and center at the Ryder Cup. We're with you, AJ. you oh, okay AJ. Oh. Hey, not just for yourself and for this show, but for the United States of goddamn America. Yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. It'd be a good thing to get a win right now. You know, and I understand that Brooksy and Bryson are on the driving range. Hey, how's it going? Hey. hey. Hey, good to see, good to see you. Hey, we're friends. Hey, we're friends. Phil Mickelson's posing in 40-mile-an-hour degree winds right behind DeChambeau bombing a ball. And I know our guys, Anders Shoffley's out there Ooh, and mm-hmm. Spieth's out there. And there's a lot of good... But it all starts... With AJ. He was the first person to tee off this morning. Yeah. <laughs> this dude started the Ryder Cup today. Okay. So, what we need is a big time win from AJ and Rob Riggle uh, and hopefully some great stories out of there. Imple- yep. This is after he put one OB already. Uh, the beginning of this video. Bang. Oh, OB. Oh, no. I don't know who this came from because I believe we're just pulling this directly off of their Twitter. So, we would have to bow- bounce out a little bit. I mean, he's just lifting oh, his head,
1: yeah. blade AJ, in the ball. Come on, I on. Mean, Focus. For America. For the United States. Get it together, guy.
0: Yeah, and and normally he just, it feels like he only represents the hawk-ass. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I think every word that he says is just representing the hawk house. Today, every hack he's taken into whistling straights, every single swing he's taken, every time he's falling out of the tee box while hitting (laughs) his driver, he's representing the United States of America. And he told me last night that he's been doing a lot of visualization of the course. He was doing some meditating. He was watching film. He said he was doing all these things because he didn't want to disrespect the United States of America from the shots that I've seen from people that have been just video or recording. Him with their phones that have been there and have been very nice to send these to us. He has not been representing the United States that well. This is from uh, Nick Schleck. Hey, shout out Nick Schleck. Yeah, but there's the only, hey, your next shot's your best shot, AJ. We're on your side. Ryder Cup does tee off today, and you know? Let's go. Here hey, we go, can't boys. Wait. Hey, let's fucking go, huh? What here are we, we go. Here we go. Now, I would not watch it probably because there'll be football on tonight, and, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of distracted by potentially, you know, in the, in the weekend, we got big college football. Oh, yeah. They uh, yeah. got big SmackDown tomorrow night, Ooh. and then the NFL. But if it's an opportunity to yell for America, I'll do it. And, I, and then, I think the Ryder Cup is normally a good time to do that, so I'll, I'll kind of piece through this entire thing. Diggs, in the gambling world, are the Americans the favorite?
1: Oh, yeah, 210. Minus 210.
0: I mean, is it because we're in America? Because yes. I saw the goddamn Euros came out with the cheese heads on over oh, there in Wisconsin yeah. tried mm. to play baby face. Nah, 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 nah. We appreciate you as humans. We like what you're able to do. But right now, it is us versus you. And I even think the golf community, who is normally a, hey, everybody's cool, everybody's nice community, I think they even get involved in this. So let's go America, minus 210.
1: What does it start with? Because I know it's like three different games, right? So it, it starts tomorrow morning. Oh, um, shit. I thought I started
0: today. So AJ <laughs> did not tee it off.
1: And it starts with foursomes, where it's alternate shot, you and your partner, versus the other team's alternate shot, them and their partner. That's the morning round. And then the afternoon round, it goes foursomes, where all four players play their ball. Lowest score wins the hole. Uh, And then on Sunday, every player, one-on-one versus someone from the other team. And
0: whenever you say, like, um, alternate shot and then play your own ball and then uh, do that, are they walking this entire thing? Oh, yeah. So they're going 36 holes competition. Well,
1: it depends because some guys – well, obviously the captain picks who goes. So some guys – We'll go morning and afternoon. Like, Tiger always went morning and afternoon. Of course. Yeah, some guys, some guys will only play alternate shot in the morning. Some guys will only play the four ball in the afternoon. And then the one-on-one on Sunday, it always comes down to
0: that. And I'm all about a good drama and controversy, okay? And there's uh-huh. a lot of points to be scored in the one-on-one, oh, by oh, the way. That's oh, yeah. why. Tom. It's like daily double, you know yep. like yeah, that's, that's when you need to really get going there. But And I'm all about a good controversy, but... I don't think this is the time I'd like to see Bryson and Brooks with each other. Now, it seems like they maybe have gotten past this. I think they chatted with each other, but let's just make sure. Let's just win this thing. And then maybe at the next tournament, be like, hey, remember you guys won together and then put them in the same grouping or whatever. I don't know if now's the time to figure out whether or not Brooks and Bryson (laughs) are friends. It seems like they, hey, look, here's an olive branch. They didn't shake each other's hands. They did look at each other. Yeah. There was a nice little pop from the crowd when he walked away. Bryson even says, like, hey, how about that, huh? we will yeah. get somewhere for America. Here we go. But I, I know, I think Phil Mickelson and the boys know, like, hey, we need to not, now's not the time to test this thing. Yeah, put your shorts down,
2: put your clubs up, whatever you want to say about it. But don't you think that there's some part of you that, you know, if Brooks and Bryson are together, they'll be so competitive and want to beat each other that they'll both play their best Alternating
0: golf? shot, maybe. Exactly. Put them in there as alternating yeah. shot. Yeah, I'll Maybe try. that is. A complete... Take back everything I said about not putting them together. <laughs> Put them in alternate uh, alternate shot yes. situation because then, literally, at the end of that thing, they don't want to be the one that's crap. Hey, I don't want to be the one that that that. Bryson and Brooks is alternating shot has to happen. Yeah, because the other person's not going to want to add fuel to the other fire. Bingo! All you're doing is just feeding the flame. That, yeah. Hey, I played my best. You're going to have to ask my partner. Hey, you're going to have to ask my partner. And that is that is worse than any shit talk you can say. That, hey, you have to ask my partner is worse than anything that Bryson or Brooks... Okay, so that's what I'm looking for. Yes, Let's put Bryson Gotta and Brooks it. right
1: next to each other. Well, alternating shot. Even four ball. Because normally in four ball, when you're playing your own ball, you only want to beat the two guys on the other team. You put them together there, they want to beat each other and the other two guys. Yeah, yep. I'm
0: with it, but... The alternating shot thing, just being able to blame yeah. the other person yeah.
1: immediately
3: too after I'm, the hole. Like, you know hey, what happened? Hey, nice second shot. Okay, we would have had a fucking birdie if you would have you know, oh, hit a fairway there. Let's go. Oh, putters too. They'll both be locked in with their putter
2: because they're not going to be the one. Did we just win the it. Ryder Cup? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Something to think about.
0: Good Phil. match, Euros. Maybe start that thing. Maybe have them lead off. I think too. you do. I think you have to. You set the tone immediately. Hey, we got our pig. Our, our two big golf ball meathead whacker guys. Mm-hmm who do hate each other. Yep. They're playing together alternate shot. And the Euros are going to look at that and go, what do they think? Oh, oh, my God. Shit. They're going to... Oh, they're going to... They're gonna, not even competing oh against us. Oh, no. They're, they don't even know we're here. This is, a, <laughs> yeah. this is a... This is them playing one round base. And it's a little bit of... Uh, I bet you the golf community will like it because at some point they'll have to... Yeah.
2: Hey, hey at some I'm point... A little embrace, maybe. Ah!
0: Okay. Make it happen. Make it happen. Go get it, Phil. Bro, would there be anything cooler than that? Like, because if they lose... They lost for America. Mm, like, the, yeah. the amount of shit talk that you can do is, I feel like I had a pretty good game, you know? Uh, I feel like I hit a couple good balls, obviously missed some shots, but you're going to have to talk to my partner on why we lost for America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, is a, <laughs> that is a dagger in there. Whatever the case, A.J. Hawk is a glue yeah. guy. He is on the grounds. So let's assume that he's bringing that team together naturally. I I wonder how many little yuppie events AJ has already been to over there. 50. Quite a few. Bro, he had some fresh Jordans on this morning. Did you see that? Yeah, he got geared up. Team USA, uh, little... Sweater and jacket and yeah. polo, Team USA hat. This guy's in the fucking Olympics, dude. Yeah. AJ Hawk is in the goddamn Olympics somehow.
3: And not to mention, you know, I'm sure he got a very nice windbreaker, the probably the same get up Phil hat on right next to the, the water there. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a new pair of bats, some new clubs for the <laughs> occasion. I mean, this guy just, you know, walking right back into this and being able to represent Team USA, and then he goes out there and he lays an egg.
0: No, no, we don't know that. That's only what we have seen. We have not in this is not us picking and choosing the videos that we decide to show. No. All we have seen is him hit terrible shots. Yeah. yeah. That is all I'm saying. Do we know if Riggle uh, can play the game or what? I'm not sure there's much hope for Riggle's game either. I, I don't know. It <laughs> okay. didn't sound like it from the scouting reports that I read. That it, like Riggle's not a scratch, I don't believe. But when AJ came out, big pop from the Wisconsin yeah. Uh-huh. Huge. Big pop. Who's there, by the way? These people are there because they want to have this front row. All day, and then they'll probably stay there even into tomorrow morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, some of these spots—you ever been to a golf tournament? You can't get to any of these good spots unless you're there at like literally four or five a.m. Yeah, because people just kind of park there. They just kind of like even nap and sleep there, and then they're just waiting for that one big moment to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everybody knows, like, down at uh, TPC. Sawgrass. Uh, Sawgrass. There's obviously the Island Hole. And then out in Arizona, there's like that entire party area. And then the one we went to at the Oakmont, or at Oakmont, there was this one green that I guess was, it was a par five that was very gettable. So they had like bleachers all around it and it was late and around. It's like, it just feels like there's certain spots in the course you want to be. There are some other places that you watch golf tournament. It is terrible. I mean, it is it is not good at all. No, but it seems like everybody kind of gathers in the areas, and then there's a lot of walking by the fans.
3: I think with this too, it's it's not like a gust. Like I'm I'm pretty sure they do let the fans kind of just have their way and and you Yeah, yeah on, exactly. Probably. Yeah, we, right.
0: Yeah. A little noise here. Hey, let's go. Yeah. And AJ, you know, he brought the noise early. He did big time. I saw some good divots. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He sent me a picture that I guess Rob Riggle had to have taken. Uh, from their practice round yesterday, his divot flying through the air. He was pointing his club at the place where it's was supposed to go. Whoa. Is, that, is that Jordan Spieth? My God. And then I, I zoomed in on the picture a little bit, and I saw his jaw outside of his neck. Okay. Uh, I was like, knew. oh, that's
2: AJ. Right. Yeah, yeah that's
0: AJ. I, I couldn't – the divot was flying through the air. I did not know if that was AJ Hawk because I didn't know he had it like that. But – I mean, he's playing golf out there for America. Yeah, you know, more right? of that, less of topping it in the water. Well, you know? I mean, that's going to happen, I guess, whenever you don't play ever, and then you're thrusted into representing the United States of America somehow. But look fit. at him walking through. Thumbs up. That's a yeah. good Pumped. fit. Tight blue fit. You know, he Great works out fit. every morning for a moment like this yeah, when sprung on him. In the rough,
2: though, isn't that not a little bit of a worry? Like, let's walk in the fairway. Why are we walking right next to the sand trap every single hole?
0: We know. We know why he's walking there. Regal. Yeah, their ball is nowhere near the yeah. fairway. No chance. <laughs> Close what you to even, What are you even talking about? I've yet to see them hit a ball off the fairway, too, by the way. Every video that we have gotten has been from the rough. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not sure the Riggle Hawk squad has one fairway <laughs>
1: Oh, in, in regulation. regulation. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not sure they do. No. But you get them on the green, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, Oh, maybe. oh the yeah. Wriggle Hawk squad. Yeah, you can pop. Breeding the undulation. After three holes, they were halved, by the way. So who are okay. they playing against? Probably uh, pretty good. Probably really good golfers, you know? That's yeah. good to Malfoy. keep up with. Yeah, absolutely. Who's that, Harry Potter? Yeah,
2: yeah. Malfoy's playing against Hawk and Wriggle today. It's not looking good for them.
0: So Harry Potter's playing against AJ Hawk right now? Uh, Harry Potter's arch nemesis, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not Harry Potter? No. no. He's in Harry Potter. Because Harry Potter is also like a bazillionaire who... Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, that guy. In uh, What's the Magic Movie with uh oh, now, you see oh, me. now you see me now yeah. you see me he's the billionaire yeah, yeah. that's him right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harry potter, yeah that's her this is not who he's playing against no he's playing why do you guys keep saying harry potter for this fucking guy Could- literally you guys as soon as you said the name yesterday you're like harry potter harry potter i'm like oh that's the billionaire from that magic movie he, he's some bum from harry potter he's playing against
2: uh, i wouldn't call him a
0: bum oh so that. he's got a
2: d-list harry potter from no, harry. No, oh, no, no 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 tom oh, yeah. fellon i mean he's one of the faces of harry yeah, potter he's the that's heel
0: why. in harry potter yeah he's
2: the heel i'm sure he's great Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Did he win an MVP? Uh, no, I don't think he's won an
0: MVP just yet. Yeah, you know Malfoy. I don't know who he he's is. He's in Planet of the Apes, actually. I, I can tell by his face, though, that this kid is somebody I would fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can yeah. tell. Just by, that's who's playing against A.J. Hawk? Uh-huh. If oh, yeah. If A.J. Hawk lose to this demented child.
1: <laughs> he's slightly older now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was about 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Still,
0: All right. same guy. All right. The adult version of this. Yes. yes. Yeah, right. yeah. So he's good in the movie, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Honestly, he kind of yeah. probably
1: looks like AJ as a child.
0: Uh, you gotta remember, AJ as a child, that nose was already busted from helmets. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? From helmets. That thing. And yeah. By the way, that's why AJ can't breathe probably out of his nose, strictly because his helmet, he mm-hmm. would probably not wear it tight enough or whatever, and it would just bust his nose. Yeah. yeah. And you see him, and there's actually like scar tissue built up on it. That middle one? Yeah, yeah, there he is. That's
2: actually not a great scene from him. He had a lot of powder on his face during uh, this movie. Cocaine. No, oh, no, not cocaine, just legitimate makeup powder. Oh really? They wanted to white him out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They need you to be like Seamus White. Yeah, there are yeah. dark times. Over not there. a lot of
1: sun at Hogwarts. No.
0: Why not? Voldemort. Yeah. What's that? He's a lord. <laughs>
3: He's the bad guy.
0: We can't do
2: it. You know Voldemort. <laughs> we cannot
0: do a full Harry Potter
3: breakdown. <laughs> that All, right, All right. right.
0: Seven books, eight movies. Yeah, yeah, we don't got enough time here to really <laughs> dive into it. I have seen none of them, and I have read zero pages. And I'm pretty proud of that. But I do appreciate the fact that it seems like everybody likes this. Thing. Oh, yeah. We'll
2: save oh, it for the off season. We'll do the
3: Baltimore breakdown.
2: Oh, uh, Maybe
0: I'll watch like just like I did with the, uh, that other one, the uh, Captain Planet. The, uh, the Avengers. The Avengers, yeah, yeah.
3: All you did was just watch the last one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then I said, I don't know any of these backstories. know right. I said, I'm going to live tweet this thing as we go. Yeah. Well, six months beforehand, you also predicted the whole movie. That was the second one. <laughs> so, I mean. No big deal. Is this the most what is Harry Potter? The most basic writing of all time? This Captain Planet movie you guys watched. Harry Potter. J.K.
1: Rowling is
2: a great writer. First billionaire author. She 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 knows how to craft a story.
0: I I think you
3: can figure it out. I respect
0: it. But that what was it? The Avengers was when they all came together, right? Yep. Yeah. All the superpowers. You predicted uh, the end game, which was the name of the The next one movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I watched the one that wasn't the one that I watched. Infinity War. I watched the Infinity War. In a live tweet, that was a great time. Yeah. That was a great. I had a blast with it, and I could see why you guys would enjoy it. Even though I had no clue what was going on with any of them, I think I knew Thor's name. Obviously, yep. that was pretty easy because sure. Nick dressed up as him a couple of times. <laughs> I seen him in uh, there. Captain America, I had mm-hmm. seen Hulk, Hulk, Iron Man. Iron, a couple of them are easy to figure out, yeah. like due to pop culture references. But their backstories, I had no idea. So. Me tweeting that, I was, at the beginning, I was getting a lot of hate from the comic book people. Sure. Right? And then by the end, I think they were like, this is, yeah, here it is. I'm watching this Avengers Infinity War movie without ever having watched any of the superhero movies by themselves. I've been told this is an aggressive decision. Excited to see what the hype's about. <laughs> I have no clue who this one metal dude is, but he just beat the hell out of the hole. I'd assume he's the big dog now. <laughs> Which seems like that is an accurate assessment of this whole thing. Metal guy just chokeslammed the weasel long-haired fella. The handsome fella with the patch seems upset. Didn't expect those two to be on the same team. Got to be honest there. Yeah. Okay. I did not expect those two. The yeah. weasel guy. Thor and Loki. Yes. There it is. Yep. Uh-huh. Loki was his brother. Loki, <laughs> he's a
1: trickster. Oh, so yeah. you weren't talking about Rocket when he was referring to no. the weasel. No no no, 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 no. I was talking about a guy. <laughs> yeah. that Metal good.
2: guy is also uh, Thanos, I believe, in this.
0: Uh, he did end up being Thanos,
1: yes. I believe, yeah.
0: <laughs> a guy with a glowing buzzsaw-looking thing on his back just showed up at Robert Downey Jr.'s date in the park big cock block from cousin that's real because Robert Downey Jr. was ready to go yeah. and then old buddy showed up with that fucking buzzsaw thing what Doctor is it Strange. Doctor Strange oh man. yeah it's the thing the that he
2: makes time capsule thing. Yeah. boom yeah
0: yeah 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 because at the end it's used yes mm-hmm. they do the whole thing but anyways that's what I did with that <laughs> Are we good? no no why are we stopping <laughs> let's keep going I mean there's no way people when was the last time people have seen this movie even you people that watch oh, it probably, probably
1: two weeks ago yeah people watch it's these on things. Things. every week
0: every, oh, so yeah. I continued I guess I guess we'll continue <laughs> and this stinks for anybody um, did not expect to see a flip phone Peyton Manning Andrew Luck and now Robert <laughs> yeah. that is real that is real he's like the richest Guy on earth, right? This oh, guy. yeah, oh, yeah. And he got a flip genius. Uh-huh. I was really surprised Burning. by that. Uh, oh, metal guy from earlier jumped in the Arctic from Manhattan, then tried to jump back and lost his hand. Wild turn of events, I never expected him losing his hand. Pretty big deal, there, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the because that's when he adds the, the, uh, the oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Pratt just showed up singing, Let's Go, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. with the comedic relief. Batista, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, Batista, yeah, Don Batista, He's taking yeah. It off, he uh, is. A man with a forehead laser beam and the lady he's in love with in Scotland are now in the mix due to getting attacked out of nowhere while trying to catch a train. A whole new team has been added. No clue what's going on. Feels like a super powered soap opera. Yeah.
2: Okay, of course. Pretty good. Well a put. Of,
0: a lot of drama there. Yeah. Thanos' guys came down. And by the way, I did pause the movie while he typed out these tweets. So it was like I was.
1: Yeah. Wife
0: was not thrilled, by the way. wife had seen a lot of these things. Oh, okay. And I think she at least knew of them because you know, she, she had a childhood and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but she was not happy that I was pausing in the middle of some of these scenes. And she was like, who cares? I'm like, Hopefully. gotta keep these people up there. <laughs> <right>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotta keep these people. An actual place called Nowhere... Mm -hmm. Just put my mind in a blender. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Uh That was pretty good whenever they thought. I was like, I think that was when I was like, oh, these are good brains. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? These are good (laughs) brains putting this thing together. How has that never been thought of actually? Oh, nowhere. Uh. As in (laughs) knowing things. Brilliant. Yeah, I I had to correct myself. Uh, And then I I continue. I've never been this confused in my life. Metal guy just got stabbed by Chris Pratt's girlfriend with a knife given to her by metal guy when she was a child. Then Chris Pratt tried to shoot his girlfriend in the face (laughs) after metal guy came back to life. Bubbles came out. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Thanos had the reality stone. He could change anything he wanted. He wasn't actually stabbed. It was a fake one.
0: Him. Anyways, we can go on and on about that for, what, seven hours? <laughs> yeah. That's how long that movie oh, yeah. is? Yeah. That's <laughs> the only movie I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I did that entire breakdown. Can you put that back up? What month was it? August. So that was in August. So then the following February at uh down at Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I was doing media Row or whatever, in Bleacher Report, asked me like a bunch of random questions like uh, it was like uh, you know uh, wings or thighs like th- that was sure, like this the, or that the, type the, it deal. was like that type right. of thing and then one of the questions was uh, how will Avengers Endgame be or it, what will the ending of Endgame be for Avengers or whatever and I had to explain a little bit how I never watched it but after watching Metal Guy that entire time lose his hand mm-hmm. you just got to take the guy's rocks dude right yeah. you just take his rocks he ain't shit nope. and that's literally what I said to them and then turns out just got to take his rock. Got to take his <laughs> yes. rock. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. There was people, when Bleacher Report put that out, the day that that movie was released, Bleacher Report put that out as a, a bunch of us, a bunch of people answered this question. They just threw me in the middle, by the way. It was just like in the middle. It wasn't like, hey, like, hey one of the people did actually just nail the end of the movie. Everybody in the comments thought that I had a friend on the writing team. So I go from never watching any of these movies to, in some people's mind, I had a friend in the writing room and I was a spoiler or something like that. The ultimate insider. McAfee ruined the movie. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> It was awesome. I never felt so good in my life. I was like, and then obviously Nick is a big comic book guy mm-hmm. and I go, Nick, your movies are so fucking basic that now I got all these people mad at me for just figuring it out after watching one flick. And then it turns out Endgame, Good movie. Good Great. movie. Good, movie. Yeah, good film. It, it took you 10 tweets to figure out it's Thanos. I just I was going down further. It, this guys. They're definitely named Thanos. <laughs> it was after you took a lunch break. I'll tell you what, it is, yeah, I did have to eat in the middle of that. I was getting a little bit hungry. It was getting a little bit slow for me. I forget what happened, but. How long ha- was the movie for you then? Because you had to stop every time.
1: So that was probably like four or five hours. Three days. Yeah, I, I, it, was,
0: it took out a pretty large portion of the afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never expected us to get into this conversation today. And that's why this show is awesome, because we do have. A massive thing (laughs) popping off for tonight for Thursday Night Football. Yes. Last week, risk-free, same-game parlay with our friends at
1: Vandal. Hell yeah. A
0: bunch of rules were given to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, it has to be three to five legs. It can't Uh. be more than plus 2,000. has to be uh, uh, greater than plus 400. And also, this plus 400 can't be broken even after everybody bets on it. Last week, I heard we had... uh, A lot of people in there. Nice. It lost. But it was risk-free. Risk-free. It was risk-free, so you get your money back. Tonight, I feel very good about the one that is currently live on FanDuel Sportsbook. Risk-free, same-game parlay. FanDuel, the home of the same-game parlay. I like the over. I like Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown in the first half. I like Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown in the... Second half, Woo. and I like the Carolina Panthers minus seven and a half. That is plus seven something. I think it's plus yeah, like seven 80 or something mm-hmm. yeah. like that. So your ten dollars risk free bet turns into seventy eight bucks or so, and it's risk free if you opt in. It's available at FanDuel right now, and I think all states. It's a little slow rolling on the tech. You will have to opt in ten dollars risk free. Uh, same game parlay. The minds in the office, I think, like this one. It seemed mm-hmm. to be a lot of positive. Yeah. Now, if the Panthers don't steamroll the Texans, this could be a little bit different. But Christian McCaffrey's going to get the rock. I think the Texans, with old David Sills, I think that team, at the end of that game last, showed some promise. They did. They got a great running back core. They might score some points. That's why I like the over. Ultimately, in the end, though, I think this is Sam Darnold and Carolina Panthers that has a great defense flying around right now with Christian McCaffrey. I think this is going to be a hello to the national world tonight. You heard about us the first two weeks, obviously, beating the Jets and everything like that. But I think that tonight, people are going to say. That team that we talked about last year with the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule was good hire. This team could be good, and they didn't have that good of a record. This year, it seems to be a little bit different, and I'm not saying I'm taking the Carolina Panthers over everybody. I just think with no Tyrod Taylor, that's going to change some things, although I think Coach David's going to have the boys going down there. Houston is not a fun place to play on Thursday nights. I did it a lot in my career. Now, I did kick an onside kick to myself and Mm -hmm. some other things down there in, in those Thursday night games, but that place will be loud Texans fans are awesome I don't know how they're going to be I guess in the state of the Texans right now Mm -hmm. but that place should be electrifying I just think it won't be too big for Donald McCaffrey Matt rule that defense in the boys Carolina I uh oh no Jesus the Texans have been covered the yeah. Texans have, have been covered two and zero. So
3: of the so of the Panthers, though, yeah, bingo. I think the Panthers' defense is very, very good yeah. too. They like not
1: very, very. They haven't good. given up a point in the first half. They are ranked one uh, in the league as far as yards per play.
0: Well, up. it did scare me when I put the over strictly because as I was hitting it, I actually thought to myself, "Oh, isn't the Panthers' defense actually pretty good?" Ah,
1: we don't know. It's either. Thursday night. It's yeah. Thursday night, forty-five nothing, six and zero. Primetime games have gone over. Bingo.
0: And I also remembered that stat because Gumpy looked at me and said, pal, primetime games, we bet the over until we're told anything different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, Yeah. All that's right. what we'll do. 43 is not that high. No, no it's not. not. Especially if I got McCaffrey scoring the touchdown in the first half and in the second half. Yes, That's all right, 14 points right there. That's right. <laughs> hey, quick math tells you. Don will be able to get loose Robbie Anderson. I wanted to add one of those in there, too. But again, you know, four legs plus seven something, risk free. Same game parlay from your friends at FanDuel. It's available now. Just opt in. Let's go ahead and take all their money this week. Hell yeah. Okay, because although it's risk free for us, we're going to get our money back. If we win, guess who doesn't get that money back? Fucking FanDuel. Yes. Joining us now is a man who has blocked for a lot of (laughs) RBs. All right. Uh, Tackle, Super Bowl champion. Iowa Hawkeye, young ass, legend in the making, ladies and gentlemen, tackle, Tristan Ware. What's up, dude? How's it going? Hey, fantastic. Thank you for joining us, man. You're a monster out there on the field, dude.
4: Oh, I'm trying my best.
0: (laughs) AQ told me last year, very early upon meeting you, He said, hey, nobody's really talking about it, but we got this rookie offensive lineman out of Iowa. He's a fucking stud. And then obviously everybody saw your welcome to the NFL moment with Khalil, and I think that was your only sack. You go all the way through. You win a Super Bowl. Now you're back in there. How do you feel this year as compared to last year as a rookie in the NFL, especially at offensive line where you're dealing with grown men? Was it an easy transition for you? It seems like it was very natural. And do you know more this year than you did last year, you think?
4: Um. Yeah, I don't think it was that easy of a transition. I mean, having Shaq and JPP, you know, kind of baptized me by fire in camp. Uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but I think just this year, I'm a little less like uh, less anxious. You know, I, I have the, an understanding of the playbook a little more. You know, um, a year under my belt, playing next to playing next to Cap and everything. Um, so just not as not as anxious, I'd say. Um, Going, going out on the
0: field. What's it like with Tom behind you? You got the goat, you know what I mean? And then Gronk is maybe next to you, and you're talking about maybe greatest of all time tight end as well. And then that team is filled with Mike Evans, Chris Scott. What is it like being so young, already so successful, but also getting a chance to maybe lean on some of the most successful humans in the history of the whole sport?
4: Yeah, so at first it felt like, like in Madden or like NCAA, like doing like a creative player and you just put them on the best team. It's like I was in the I remember the first like time I was in the huddle with like Tom to my left, Gronk to my right, Mike Evans across from me. So there's all these guys in our huddle ab i was like, this is insane. Um <laughs> you know, at the same time just just hearing, you know, hearing them talk and, and seeing the way they go about their business um is, is you know, is really great. You gotta be a sponge, you know, around all these guys. Just absorb everything you can.
0: Uh it sounds like you're doing it the right way and it's showing up on the field congratulations in that i mean zero thanks at offensive line especially when you're playing against a human like aaron donald and i think aaron donald is a guy that gets chatted about by everybody commentators fellow teammates peers, everybody like, Hey, this guy is different. This dude is a freak. You got a chance to experience him. I think last year going into Mm -hmm. this weekend, you know, you're going to have to see him in LA. What is it like whenever you're preparing for somebody like that? Is it more mental? Is it more physical? Whenever, you know, Aaron Donald's going to be staring you down probably 30 to 40 plays probably this weekend. What is it like going in and preparing as what are you? 22 year old guy basically.
4: Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I get, yeah, you know how, you know how good he is. It's unreal. Um, but, you know, it's, it's physical as well because, like, he has so many tools. Like, he's so explosive, so strong. Uh, he's got so many, so many uh, you know, uh, tools in his arsenal, um, you know, that, that, that he can beat you with. So, you know, it's understanding, um, you know, what you have to do to go out there and, and be successful, you know, against a guy like that. Um, so it's going to, you know, I, I know the Rams, they want to put us in five individual matchups. So it's going to be, you know, each guy going out there and having to having to
0: win that battle. Whenever you have to do that, you know you're going to have to do that. Are you a guy who just wants to get to your spot? Like I think Joe Thomas and uh, a couple others, they're so good because they're just so good at getting to their spot and being patient. Is that your style? What is your style you think whenever you go out there? Is it, are you, do you use your athleticism? Is it a power game? Is it a, what is your style you think whenever you go out there?
4: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Like I know, I know I like getting my hands on guys. Like if like I, if it comes down to it, like I want to play in a phone booth. Um, um, and I think it, I try to use my athleticism sometimes. You know, if it comes down to that. Um, but other than that, like I just like going out and getting my hands on guys, um, just making it like a, a, a close a close battle.
0: Do you flip the switch and turn it into a psycho out there, or are you pretty calm, cool, and collected?
4: No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty calm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you talk?
4: Um, not really. I remember I was mic'd up last year, and they 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 asked me like, "Hey, can we put a mic on you?" And I was like, I was "Like, if you want to." I was like, "I don't talk that much." Um, and then they like, they got kind of like hesitant. They're like, "Well, I don't know if we want to do it then." And I was like, "I was like, I'll I'll talk some more." Um, and so like, it felt really weird because I was just I found myself just constantly like saying random things. Um, but yeah, normally I just kind of keep quiet or like I talk to Cap. Um, but yeah, it's I don't talk all that much.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're just. a silent killer out there Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just calm relaxed. i don't talk and i just dominate everybody (laughs) hey i'm 21 years old i'm about to go to the super bowl i'm going to give up one sack on the entire season and tom brady's behind me by the way absolute madman what do you do off the field are you a gamer you chill you write you read
4: i kind of just chill i like watching movies
0: which movies you were like a comic book guy like avengers and things like that oh
4: yeah I, i love avengers i love all sorts of movies um Except horror movies. I don't like horror movies. Yeah, yes. why would you? Yeah. Like,
0: I I don't want to be scared to death to go to bed tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't
4: know why you do that to yourself. Like, you look. Oh, I'm gonna go watch like The Conjuring and then go to bed. And that's not right. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> go to bed. By the way, you're gonna lay there no. and just
0: be scared to fucking death. The Blair Witch Project came out when I was in high school, Tristan. And I refused to see it. Everybody else saw it. And I had people scared to go and turn the lights off at their house. i go to a friend's house. They're like, I ah, keep the lights on all night or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with no. you? They're like, oh, did you see Blair Part?" I'm like, no! Like, this is what you all are doing. It's a madman. I appreciate that. Ty has a question for you, Tristan. Tristan, I am also an uh, Iowa grad, so first and foremost, go Hawks.
4: Go Hawks, I'm yes Go sir. Hawks,
3: baby. Uh, I know you're from Mount Vernon, Iowa. When you got to Tampa, was there much of like a culture shock, really? I mean, you've obviously, you know, playing at Iowa, you've traveled around and been to a bunch of places but it was it pretty different when you moved down to tampa and like that was actually home
4: uh i think the biggest thing was so like in iowa it's like oh something's 10 miles away but yeah it's a 10 11 minute drive here like something's 10 minutes or 10 miles away it's like oh it's like a 30 minute drive so yeah. that that kind of threw me off um
0: <laughs> yeah tampa too there's a lot of fucking isn't it it just you never
4: it's i don't know yeah it, that that really threw me off because I'm, I'm used to just like if some place is close, like you know how you know how long my drive it is now. Like there's accidents all the time on the <laughs> other side. Like, it's mayhem like down here. So I don't know. That's that's only that's the only thing I can think of. But other than that, like I was fine. How about the weather?
0: AQ always bitches about how hot it is it's, and how
4: it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's thick. So too. hot, it's thick
0: too, right? I mean, it's like a yeah. thick Yeah yeah
4: heavy air it's rough
0: you guys are doing great uh go ahead connor
2: yeah tristan are you an offensive lineman that's kind of have to like force feed yourself to keep the weight on or are you somebody who just naturally are just a massive human being
4: no i I can put on weight like it's you know like breathing Um, (laughs) (laughs) i've never really had to um force feed myself or anything was always like kind of making sure i didn't get too heavy um especially in college um well yeah, no, I I I can eat and and be
0: alright, yeah. You ever you're way too young for this. What do you think about whenever you retire? Are you gonna lose four hundred pounds or gain four hundred pounds? That seems to be the move for offensive linemen. Have you even thought about that? Obviously it's so far away from right now, but if you had to think
4: Oh jeez. Um
0: yeah, me too. I, I don't it. know.
4: I don't know. I hope I go down, but it might be like <laughs> up, then down. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what I did, by the way. I gained like 50, 60 real quick. And then I was like, all right, fat ass, get off the TV there. You know, that's the entire thing. Tristan, we know you have a busy day. We can't thank you enough for joining us. What's BA like coaching for? Or what's BA like playing for?
4: It's awesome playing for him. Um, he's got so much, so much energy and he, he, he swerves a lot. It's awesome. Um <laughs> you know he, he loves his guys too um i know he cares about us uh, so it's, it's great playing for him
0: uh jensen got the first taunting penalty of the nfl season was that a surprise to anybody in the locker room
1: i don't think so just <laughs> by you? no 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 no
0: we actually as soon as it happened like i i think i almost said like of course it was jensen it should have that's the way jensen had- rolls
4: He had to kick it off. He had to get the ball rolling.
0: Yeah, he's the man. I'm I'm so proud of you, man. You're crushing it. Congrats on all the success. Keep it going. And uh, good luck this weekend with the Rams.
4: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Hawkeye, Tristan Watts. Yeah! Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and... Meet new people. Oh, yeah. When the moment comes. Let's not come too quick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was oh, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes. You want to be ready. Hell, yeah. that's true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Huh? Last a long time. Banging up,
2: banging up, banging up. Yeah,
0: it's Pete Alonzo at the, all- <laughs> yes. at the Home Run Derby. That's Boom right. <laughs> Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Hockey, b- her, population, you, dude. Hell yeah. This is something that I've seen J.J. Watt do whenever he was miked up. J.J. Watt would bounce around on the uh, on the offensive lineman. He would start like, with, let's say, the guard, and then maybe he would move out to the left tackle, and then he would go right over the center, and then he would go over. And he was miked up this one time. And uh, it was really kind of cool to watch that literally he'd go to the sideline and he would tell his coach, hey, 74 is who I'm gonna go against. And then he was just lined up over 74 the rest of the game. So he was like searching for who his best matchup was. And then as soon as he found it, they're like, there you go. Aaron Donald will bounce around in this mm-hmm. thing. He'll be in the middle, he'll be outside, he'll be blind side, he'll be front side, he'll be in the middle. I mean, he will he'll be lined up directly over the center. I mean, there he will move around. And I think he settles in where he feels comfortable. So it's almost like those when Aaron Donald shows up in the first quarter, if you're an offensive lineman, you're like, all right, I gotta do well right now, or this is gonna be four quarters yeah. of this fucking thing. Or Tristan on the other side, like, all right, I gotta do well right now. If I do well right now, I got somebody else the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. If I don't do well right now, I got Aaron Donald for three and a half quarters. Like, this is going to happen. What a mental fuck that is, I bet. Especially because what he said there with they're trying to do five individual matchups. You can, whenever you can do that, obviously, you got six in the back there. So you can drop into coverage. You don't have to load the box if the five individuals get enough pressure. You don't have to blitz, just like the Steelers didn't have to blitz, and you still get pressure and you're able to sit back in coverage there. That's just that Rams defense. Okay, and now they have uh, Raheem, I think, running it. Uh, Morris, yeah. Morris running it out of Atlanta last mm-hmm. year. Brandon Staley ran that uh, defense last year before becoming the head coach of the Chargers. That team is filled with weapons. And then you got Jalen ball hawking around. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Is Tom Brady in that offense going to be able to deal with the Los Angeles Rams defense enough to keep up with what I think the Rams – Offense might potentially do to this Buccaneer secondary. Yeah. Okay. Stafford is going to have success throwing the ball against whoever, whenever, however. That's just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Stafford can make every single throw. He throws it into buckets that he always has. He was just in a wasteland that is Detroit, not the people. I'm just talking about the team not being on national television. Amen. It's hard for me not to just pick the Rams here, okay, because oh, they're yeah. at home as yeah. well. Uh, I believe they're favored by three at this point or no? Plus one and a half Rams.
1: See, dogs. It opened, Rams. they were favorites. Um, the Rams were minus one and a half favorites. Yeah, and then it flipped
0: all the way over. It changed three points or whatever. That's what in my head was thinking. So I apologize for fucking that up, but it's hard not to take the Rams with points at home. Yeah. 100%. With Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But is that too easy? Like, why is that happening? Huh. Why does that seem too easy? Listen, I'm a <laughs> horse gambler I've I'm as hard as i ever been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm hitting overs, obviously. I'm hitting 11 and a half point spreads, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, there's a lot going on with me right now. I bet soccer, last night I did lose in soccer. Uh-huh. Uh, Ah, no. oh, what? Yeah. Well, Gumpy told me in the League's Cup final. Okay, the uh, MLS and the uh, Liga Mexico, I believe. Liga MX. Yeah, Liga yeah. MX. Yeah. Uh, Mexico. Uh, Leon was playing the Seattle Sounders last night for the final of that. And it's like the Champions uh, League or whatever sure. for over here. Mm-hmm. And we lost. I bet everything on the Seattle Sounders. Oh, God, no. They
1: almost came Man. back.
0: Yeah, It was 0-0 for a long time. In <laughs> you that don't game. say.
1: It was 3-1. Then the Sounders made it 3 2, and then a guy missed kind of a sitter to tie it, an in injury tie. A Sounder? Sounder. Good God. So
0: then that goes to overtime, then it goes to shootout. and We all know Seattle, and Seattle's going to yep. win that thing. That's Always. Right. It
1: was in Vegas.
0: Oh, okay. I did not watch that. <laughs> Seattle <shootout>. and Vegas. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. That league's going to be huge, though. They're doing a 47 team tournament in the summer in 2023. Cold. I
0: want to let you know I found this game last night, and I asked Gumpy how I hadn't heard of it. And then I asked Gumpy immediately for a live bet. And then he, you know, we watched the game for a little bit, and I just went live bet on Seattle uh, Sounders because, yeah. hey, representing the MLS, which is our, my favorite league. You have to. So they lose, obviously, that whole thing. I watched it with 0-0. when not I watch those first half, I guess?
1: Yeah, it really heated up in the second half.
0: Yeah, there's no way I was going to stick what around.
3: What time did that game end? Uh, like one in the morning. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to watch it. <laughs> I didn't even know we played the MX League. No, Well, this is the know. League's Cup Final. It yeah, started league with Cup just final. eight teams. I it's thought this, that a- was motocross.
0: Me too. Have we always done this? Yeah, well, I think it's new. I think, I it's think a, it is
1: new. I think it's new. Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, the Concave is trying to shake some shit up now that we got the number one team in the world, <laughs> yeah. the United States of America. Right. True. So they're trying to add some things. So now the MLS... And I wonder, and this is... I mean, obviously, they won't do it, just like they wouldn't put up the Euros championship against us. Yeah. yeah. Just like they wouldn't put up the trophy against us, and neither would the Gold Cup down there or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Is that what they are down there?
1: Gold Cup, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, we
0: won that. Yeah, we won that one, too. No, what's the other one? What's the Copa? Oh, Copa, oh, Copa America. America. Oh, Copa. Yeah, Copa Cup. They wouldn't put their trophy up against no. us either. No. So now I think the MLS and the uh, American Soccer Association, <laughs> the ASA, awesome. they have to... They have to create these leagues so that we're a little bit more legit. So I think the League's Cup, is what it's called, is only going to grow and grow. And then hopefully one day the Euros won't be as fucking scared of us and yeah. they'll put their trophy up against whoever the Champions League champion is against the League's Cup champion. Well said. That's never going to happen, though, because they are scared. Cowards. Because we are back. I don't think we're ever here, but we have arrived. <laughs> yes. We're at the dance now. Well said. We are here, bitches. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, that is the only bet that I've lost in the last four days. No big deal. I I mean, you tell me. I was watching it. I felt like I had pretty good intel on it. I mean, I learned the league existed as I was watching the game, and Gumpy did give me a little heads up and said, oh, shit, this is happening. Gumpy didn't even know this game was happening. Okay, I I, that's how
2: you know. I did not. Gumpy
0: did not <laughs> even know this game was happening. So I almost introduced Gumpy to a style of soccer that maybe he was missing out on, and they had a final. Did they have any other games? You know, they had League's Cup final. Was there any other games? Because we did not know this thing was existing. I feel like we could have been making money off of this with our soccer-sharp friend Gumpy here.
1: It was an eight-team tournament.
0: Did, did that tournament happen? Or I, this
1: is the first game I've seen of it.
0: Anyways, I lost that bet, but I had been hot. I uh-huh. had hit three oh, other yeah. soccer bets that Gumpy told me to hit. Obviously, the over the Packers and sure. a couple uh, Aaron Jones two time touchdown yes. score. He actually doubled that, so I feel very good. Tonight, my parlay hits tonight. Mm-hmm. This parlay hits so. tonight. Packers over actually 41 and a half points they gave me. It wasn't 43 total points. On the app, it actually says 41 and a half That's points. Nice. When I sent it into them, it was 43 points. That came down a point and a half. If there's 42 points scored tonight, then we need to know that every every bet I pick. Is going to win. Yeah, yep. That means we are on an absolute heater. This one is going to hit. It's a risk-free bet. You have to opt in. $10. If we lose, you'll get your money back from the FanDuel Sportsbook. If you're in a state where it is allowed and available, get in on this. You have to opt in. Carolina Panthers, minus 7.5 in Houston. Christian McCaffrey, anytime first-half touchdown score. Christian McCaffrey, anytime second-half touchdown score. That's like plus 780 or something like that, $10 bet that will be refunded if you opt in for a risk-free get 78 bucks. I feel good about it. It. You should. So, Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, joining us now is a man who has. I uh, uh, have poor connection. Uh, of course, right. that yeah. was like a that was a professional lead in. It too was. There. Yeah, <clears throat> I was going a man who could potentially tell us some information on tonight's game that maybe could prove us right or wrong. You know, a man who mm-hmm. is connects everywhere and is a representation of not only just the league, but NFL Network, NFL.com. He puts on a tie. He goes live from his house all day, every day on the league's network. A guy who shakes hands with the people that make the decisions and know what's going on with every single team. Joining us right now for a wrap-up with his friends, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. What's up? Got no internet over there? Everything all right? I, I don't know.
5: I mean, how many other calls dropped and what kind of news would I have broken today if my internet actually worked? That That's a great question that I'm going to ask myself right
0: now. Yeah, you probably missed a couple of things, and, and you do that every time you join us. Todd Haley called us from an island with a parrot. was completely clear. Yeah. You and A.J. Hawk, for whatever reason, can't get on the fucking show. I, I, I don't understand what the deal is.
5: I thought that, that Haley stuff was pretty good, I thought, actually.
0: Did you know him personally? I've never met him personally before. I've only seen him and heard legendary stories about him. So then when I got a chance to chat with him, I was very excited.
5: Yeah, no, I I knew him. I wouldn't say we were best friends. He was definitely like, he was unfortunately not leaking me uh, privilege-sensitive information, which he should have been but was not. Um, But one of the world's ultimate truth-tellers. So always got himself in trouble by just saying (laughs) things that were true as we saw in Hard Knocks with the Browns a couple of years back and a very, very good coach that is still not in the league and I'm sort of, honestly, not really sure why that's the case.
0: Well, he's just beating the dog shit out of some high school football in Florida with one coverage defenses. That's basically what he said. They're running one coverage down here. He's just running these things. He was a coordinator, not even a head coach at a high school. He was a coordinator. I don't want to deal with anything. I don't want to deal with the parents. I don't want to deal with the fans. I just want to draw up some offenses. they call plays. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. I think he's enjoying his life. He seems to be happy, but he is a football guy. Uh, Let's talk to you, Ian. Tonight, any big storylines we need to know? We know Tyrod's out, obviously. There's a lot of situations potentially regarding that entire team. This feels like a Carolina night to say hello to the world on Thursday Night Football. This is our new team. Is there anything that you know inside injuries or anything that we should think about? Uh, I would say a couple of things. First of all, you're right. Tyrod already
5: out. We know probably three to four weeks. So you're going to see like a little extended look at Davis Mills with a draft pick. If you remember, everybody lost their absolute mind oh, yeah. uh, when Nick Cassero made his first pick at quarterback. Because it's like, what does it mean for Deshaun Watson? Now Watson obviously not playing. Davis Mills starting. uh, Probably a decent investment, I would say, there. Uh, I I get a similar feel as you do as far as, like, the Panthers introducing themselves to everyone. Darnold is playing well. I know he's got to stay healthy. That's, like, the most important thing. But he definitely is playing well. Uh, And I think this defense, which is really good and really fast, is also going to introduce themselves. So the only caveat I would have is the Texans are not as bad as everybody thinks. They actually have a really sound middle class. Like they spend a lot of money compared to most people on like just regular players because they didn't have any base at all. So they basically built a foundation. So if Davis Mills doesn't turn it over like a lot of times, I think they're going to be in this thing. That would be my only caveat. Like, I think they are probably a little better than people give them credit for.
0: I agree. And they have been a nice surprise. Very bummed for Tyrod Taylor, obviously, ripping his hamstring, it seems like, because that seems to be just another event in a series of events to that guy that just can't get lucky. Or, you know, I mean, I think he has a very positive attitude there, but I think Coach Dave would have liked to have Tyrod Taylor. Now they got Davis Mills going into tonight. And on the other side, Christian McCaffrey, he is. Explosive, electrifying, awesome to watch. Obviously coming off an injury last year, and who knows how Teddy would be if he had Christian McCaffrey, but is there any fear at all that that guy is just staring down some sort of injury? He is a, just like two sprains, Carson Wentz, he's a mania. It's awesome to watch. He flies around out there, though. Christian is unbelievable at football.
5: And he trains like that, too. So it seems like when he's not on the field, he gets his body for, like ready for everything he's going to deal with on the field seems to be one of these guys that's absolutely maniacal about getting his body right in preparation just so he can do this. Uh, I asked about this last week after I first week, I think he had 30 touches, something a lot, a lot of touches. And I was like, well, you know, are you guys going to kind of reel back, pull back a little bit, maybe make sure he doesn't get injured. And it was like, yeah, you know, we, we would like to do that. We thought about that, but he wants to be on the field every single play. And it feels like the, point you know the place where the Carolina Panthers are in right now is McCaffrey wants to be on the field he's healthy so like what are you going to do like just play him until you can't I mean I think last year really pissed him off honestly and I think he doesn't want to come off the field and so like it feels like we are going to get a ton of Christian McCaffrey touches just maybe they protect him by letting him get out of bounds sometimes you know more like that than kind of limit him.
0: That was like that Dak Prescott situation in Hard Knocks where he was like, I missed enough time last year. Like, I don't, you don't need to be arresting me. I already missed enough time. Those guys, especially yeah. if you're a game changer like Christian Mc, every single time he touches the ball could be a home run. Every single time. It's unbelievable to watch. I think we should all enjoy it because I don't know how a human body can take The explosive hits, 30 touches, the explosive hits that are ending all of those things are huge. He's an absolute madman. Let's go to another psychopath on the football field. Two sprains, Carson Wentz. He is obviously rehabbing two sprained ankles. I don't even think he knew that he sprained his left ankle during the game. I think you've probably found that out the next day. Is he going to play this weekend? And if it's not him, is Brett Hundley going to be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts?
5: Uh, it seems like, uh, first of all, for Wentz, the high ankle on one, low ankle on another. So
0: even if it's one, can it you, still you, be tough to play. Can you, you're not a doctor, obviously, but you've been in this game. Can you explain the differences there and which one's more uh, detrimental and which one isn't for those that might not know?
5: Yeah. So high ankle is worse because basically low ankle sprains are the ones that look really nasty and everyone's like, oh, God, this guy's done for the season. And then, like, he's taping up his ankle and going out in the second half. Uh, I, now, I am, as you know, I am not an NFL player, but I also uh, two days before I was going to throw out the first pitch of the Mets game, badly sprained my ankle and went down in a heap. And I think my friends who I was playing with <laughs> thought that I was either dead or going to have to be like oh. on a wheelchair out to the first pitch. And then I iced like crazy, and two days later, it was fine. Oh like, no, big deal. Uh, are,
0: are you Wolverine, yeah. dude? Are you Wolverine? You heal quickly, and with I mean, per- uh, look, honest, obviously. Um, With Pelicero was- blowing his back out, oh, and then you rolling your ankle, I mean, what is going? Are you guys okay? Are you guys the most fragile bunch in the in the entire Insider game?
5: Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say that. It's just a string of bad luck. Like, I'm not injury prone. Sometimes things just kind of happen <laughs> randomly. You know? It's like, is it my fault, or is this just society? Like, I don't... It's society's fault,
0: this guy. It's Carson's fault, by the way, for his injuries. I think he would understand that. But high ankle much more severe than low ankle. I, okay. High ankle more severe. Look, he he's saying all the right
5: things. He's not at practice today. That's not a good sign. He's going to try to practice tomorrow. I don't get the sense there's a lot of optimism for him playing, but he is going to try. But, yeah, I mean, as my good friend, my gimpy good friend, Tom Pelissero alluded to this morning, there's a decent chance it's Brett Hundley. And obviously not a great thing for Jacob Eason, obviously. Um, but Hundley has starting experience. He's there for a reason and probably makes the offensive line a little better because he can move.
0: Hi, right, and let's so go, Hundley. Huh? Here we go, go Brett. Here we go, Brett. Let's go, pal. Yeah. I mean, there was a report just a couple days ago that Matthew Stafford was actually looking at houses in Indianapolis. Is there only more and more stories that are going to come out of that entire situation? And did you think that was bullshit or not? Like, because if we could have had Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, you know, like I, I just find that very fascinating. Staring down a season with Brett Hundley starting right now. Not that no no offense, Brett Hundley, please.
5: Right. No, I'm sure Brett Hundley feels very loved right now. Um, on, I Brett. I do know that that indy was on the short list of places carson, carson stafford would have gone to right so it was if i remember correctly it was the niners the rams and the colts i believe that that is right um so yeah there would have been a place he would have accepted a trade to now i would also say this not saying anything about kelly stafford at all but there's a lot of wives including mine he spent a lot of time looking at houses in random cities uh, for no reason at all. So that doesn't mean anything like I spent a week in Nashville for the draft. And my wife was looking up houses in Nashville because of how great I made it sound. Um, so that doesn't mean anything in itself. But yes, Indy was a potential place for uh, For Matthew Stafford,
0: Nashville is awesome, and and every everywhere I go, I Zillow. I'm a Zillower everywhere I you go. Do it too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, what's the most expensive house around here? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me go see oh, this one right here. And then you walk. You can even walk out of your hotel sometimes and just walk down the street and stand right in front of the house and take like a virtual tour of the place and be like, oh, this place is pretty fucking nice sweet. I'm gonna put a heart on this thing if I ever get a billion dollars. i like this.
5: Um, or or the other thing is if you end up getting someone's address, like someone sends you something like. Card, you know, like hop right on Zillow. Let's see what, uh, let's see what they're dealing with over here. Let's see what their house looks like.
0: Oh, you uh, scumbag! This it, it, oh, obviously, wait, people don't do that? oh, you're like, I would like to see what socioeconomic status this person has before I decide. You coastal elitist, special. <laughs> wow. Don't come to I Nashville, mean, Ian. Don't come over here to America, pal.
5: This is hurtful you, know, you, wouldn't do this, spend right? ink?
0: you wouldn't spend ink on the person that you would send it back to if their house is what under ten thousand square feet what do you <laughs> got going on over there Ian? jesus <laughs> uh not not quite that sadly
5: we uh, got a big basement though
0: so. yeah i saw your wife beat the hell out of you in tennis too what's that all about what's going Damn. on dude yeah that be- is
5: a uh we actually played on a team um so collectively we both lost So that
0: was great. Oh, but you guys are at least went down together. You know, those that lose together, who will booze together, will stay Mm -hmm. together. And that's the Rappaport family. That's a beautiful thing. Did you get a chance to watch uh, that? that Like, I feel like I learned a lot about Schefter in, uh, what was it? Sports? Yeah, real sports. Real sports. Is that, did you get a chance to see it? And is that your life? Like, all day, every day, do you have two phones? And is it just like you never know what's going to happen? And is, your, is it the most stressful thing of all time? Is your job like just – and obviously there's much harder jobs out there. I would not say that. But is your right. job just like incredibly stressful? Because if you miss a text or a call, you could potentially just be losing in your entire profession there? Uh, I,
5: I did see it. I think it was a couple of years back. I think they re, kind of redid it uh, for this week. I saw it. I thought they did a really nice job. Um, it is a little bit like that now, as far as like the stress, like I'm stressed a lot. Um, I've done a good job of finding like small pockets of normal time so I can be not totally stressed. Um, so I've sort of found my peace with being able to do this job for a long time, which I think is good. But I mean, that is one of the problems, which is like, you know, God forbid I break a couple big stories in a day and it feels great. And I'm just thinking how awesome I am karma comes back and then you know like someone could drop something on your head at any minute like that's that's the problem now i've got i've done better at like not wanting to throw myself into a wall if i get beat um because it's been 10 years and i've seen whatever that's good um thank you yeah. that's really that's um, good evolution uh,
0: that's but good evolution. uh
5: it is it is a little bit stressful yes
0: i could fathom Yeah, i'm watching that thing but, I, I, was one watching I, one I was getting anxious watching him i was getting anxious watching what you say i got one phone though not two phones well, uh, do you see what the uh, competition's doing in those <laughs> right. real sports type things and do you think maybe I need three phones? Yeah you know what I mean Well I'm-
5: with with AirPods I can talk on the phone and tweet and text at the same time, so I don't need two phones.
0: Oh, I got you. Okay, smart. All right, smart. You get a bad phone. Let's go around to some other stories that came out in this entire thing. Uh, John Elway allegedly was given 20% stake into the Broncos in 1998 whenever he retired. It would have been worth like $35 million. I think he had to buy it. Now it's like $753 million. Is there any validity to that? And why and how did John Elway say no to owning 20% of an NFL team whenever he's like heralded as an incredible businessman and now allegedly looking to get back into the ownership of the Broncos, who I guess are selling? Is that happening right now right in front of all of our eyes? And how does John Elway say no to that, you think? Is there more to that story?
5: So here's what I understand from the Broncos now. At the end of the year, they're going to have an announcement on where to go. So it's basically going to be like, we're going to pass the team on to a family member, which would be Brittany Bowen, and there would have to be complete agreement on that. Or the team is going to be up for sale. So, right now, what you're probably seeing is people getting ready in case they sell. It will be extremely valuable. It is one of the marquee franchises. It will probably break all of the records as far as purchase price. Um, But I don't sense anything's happening now. It's really going to be like, what are, you know, there's a court thing going on now. We'll figure all this out by the end of the year. And then it'll be like, at some point, some announcement saying, all right, the Broncos are going to be sold or are staying in the family. Uh, as far as the Elway stake, I believe that that is not allowed. I think that's why he had to. It had to not happen because I don't. It's like I. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe current players are not allowed to have ownership stake in the team.
0: It was immediately upon his retirement, though I think right well, because he, this was. I think. I think yeah, that's in '98. <laughs> he retired in '98. 98.
5: '98 yeah. 98, he retired. I don't know enough to give a good answer on this one, unfortunately.
0: Okay, well, we'll expect you to learn more about yeah. it before next week. I will. Okay, I, will. I mean, these are the types of things that you are our guy for. And what's up with Tom becoming full propaganda Pellicero over there? Yeah. Mm. What's this all about with this taunting rule? It feels like he oh. feels as if he has to stick up for the NFL with this taunting rule. And I understand, we understand that he gets the memo. He <laughs> reads through it and then he's able to put it back out there. But why is Tom all about like, hey, yeah, yeah? This is all about the. He seems like he's pitching against, uh, you know, the 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 emotion in the game. What's this all about? Is he being told? Is he being told to do this, or is this natural? Tom Pelissero.
5: He is a great person at getting memos. That's one of the best things he does. Um, I think the problem is
0: he's a neuralink dude. Yeah, he has it in there. We don't know how he is able to read that a, could be it. a 200 page memo. And then he's able to say, here's the important shit before everybody else. We have no, it's an incredible talent. But now he's like, it feels like they put into one of those memos like Tom, well, you're on our side. <laughs>
5: I think the problem is, is that the rule has more supporters than we all realize. Like there's a lot of coaches in the NFL Belichick spoke out, uh, sort of in favor of the taunting rule. There's Tomlin did, I believe. I mean, there's there's a lot of them who just want to have no taunting, want to have celebration into the ether with no taunting. And I don't get the sense the league office is changing the current. It's not, remember, it's not a new rule. It's just sort of a emphasis. And that's the problem. Is like I'm kind of hearing the same stuff, which is like outcry on social media and very smart people like you. Who, by the way, you dominated the Manning. Uh, Cast thing oh, i thought yeah. that was awesome
0: i was lucky i mean there's a blowout in the fourth quarter i mean perfect time to bring in the <laughs> stooge you know what i mean i mean that's and i'm sweating we out a bet. Be. i mean it's it was a perfect recipe i was lucky to be there thank you for your love but go ahead yeah i was
5: uh, i will say this and I will, i'll continue what i'm saying about the Tony room in a second but i was proud to see you there
0: i really was i felt pride in, in watching i was like all right there we go oh, that's that great cool. that's very nice of you man and we take a lot of pride in seeing like Whenever you get on TV immediately mm-hmm. after you leave this show and you you break <laughs> some huge news. Yeah. yeah. massive. Awesome. we're like, hey, we just talk to that guy. You know what Sweet. I mean? So we appreciate you, Ian. Know that we appreciate you, the hell out of you, but the taunting penalty, you're saying that a lot of people that aren't maybe as loud about it are supporting it because they think inevitably it's going to be able to take some things that maybe are a little negative and maybe a a bad image for kids out of the game while still keeping the emotion, and I think I've always said, Ian, like, the point of emphasis is my issue with it. We know it's a rule, but if they would have just told all the coaches, like, hey, tell your players this can't be happening anymore, because now you're putting it in the hands of refs who are already, some of them, terrible at their jobs, now you're adding this on top of it that's how i i'm just very anti that you know what i mean like i think i I just think
5: we we've done this uh, uh, not last year but there's always rules when we get started i remember when there was like they started to call a lot of defensive holding penalties and everybody was ballistic
0: yeah
5: and was that two years ago and then everyone kind of adapted i think you're going to see everyone adapt um I, i don't think it'll be as big a deal as everybody thinks because eventually players are just going to start directing their jubilation elsewhere it is just an unbelievably fine line between we love celebrations let's award a celebration of the week and don't celebrate at someone so
0: yeah and that that happened back in the day because whenever they're trying to change over the game right with the hitting and the stuff like that the massive hits that would be hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines right now were the things that would lead into commercial break and lead out of commercial break for every game. Like moments ago, this guy just literally lost His brain function for two like you don't like that used to be the promotion of it and then now it's kind of changing and I understand what they're trying to do. I just don't like that we're putting more on the refs plate. That just seems to be a bad idea, especially with some of these refs that look like they're scared to death to be on the field. Go ahead, Ty Schmidt. Rap sheet. After
3: Tua got knocked out of the game on Sunday, he was, you know, getting carted off and then we hear from the Dolphins that it's it's not serious and then all of a sudden he gets another test and he does have broken ribs and now he's week to week. What more are you hearing about that? Like how how was there so much miscommunication there and ultimately what does this mean for Tua going forward? Good
5: question. Uh it was so Sunday night and I would say Monday morning, it was basically bruised ribs and they did x-rays and X-rays were negative and it was bruised ribs. But he was in so much pain that they were like, it just, they, they would, you know, you would normally do more tests anyway, MRI, CT scan, but it just seemed like something wasn't right. So they did additional testing and found some fractures. Now, if they had to do the MRI or the CT scan to find them, probably some hairline fractures or tiny fractures, but still very painful. Um, and, you know, multiple ribs uh, was what I was told. So now he's out at least this week, potentially next week. So for, I think seven to 21 days was probably the, the timeline. So like, you know, there's a chance he misses two games. Now it's going to be really interesting because Jacoby Brissett plays and two has been kind of up and down. And what if the Dolphins win and just little more intrigue to that quarterback situation.
0: I found it very fascinating that the first report said there was nothing serious. It was actually a headline on Monday night football, like to a tug of a injury, nothing serious. And then it's like, well, why do he get carted off then? If it's not, it almost like I think made a lot of players and coaches probably be like, if there's nothing serious, that should not have happened yesterday. And Dolphins fans should be scared. So I think it was the handling of the news breaking. That was almost but, our big reaction, you know?
5: Yeah, I see what you're saying. And if, you know, if nothing was wrong and he got carted off and was, like, in debilitating pain, I think everybody would have have been, like... I mean, you know football players. They would have been, like, like, what's happening here? So the fact that it was you know, actually multiple broken ribs probably justifies to his reaction at the very least.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to say it's good news when somebody gets hurt. It's never good news that he's hurt. But I think as an overall like reputation, I think it was good that there was actual fractures there. And I saw you looking at your phone. I did the same thing while Ty was doing that. Lamar Jackson mispractice It just got reported. Probably our fault that you didn't get to report this. And we apologize and we appreciate you for your time. Go ahead. um, I would say, uh, it's
5: fine. One of the local reporters was there who tweeted that he's not at practice. I believe it is a uh, in a non-COVID related illness, stomach issues perhaps.
0: Oh, oh, so it's not it's not like his hip because people were saying it's potentially his hip. His hip was sore from I, doing that front flip because you I gotta flat back that. Hey, you gotta flat back yeah, that I mean, thing. You know what I mean? You need to smack the mat. Too no, you flat got. back hurts more, doesn't it? No, 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 no. Spread it out. No, you flat back that thing. Boom, pow. Poom, pow. It takes- this is why I
5: don't do any flipping.
0: Yeah, and if you got it in a ring, you know what I mean? You won't be able to flat back because you lose your consciousness so quick with this big right hand. So you're saying this is an illness that is not COVID? This is the same type yeah. of thing that McVeigh had the same week, huh? No, I think it's – I think
5: it is more like – I think he's going to be fine, honestly. I, I haven't sensed anything serious, and I think it's more just a quick little illness uh, rather than something concerning.
0: Poop again. The last yeah, I was about to say, the last mm-hmm. time he had to poop, he came back and – Made one of the most electrifying plays in the history of uh, primetime football. Whoa, whoa.
5: Yeah. That was officially referred to as uh, muscle cramps, I believe.
0: Yeah, I understand he had to get the IV, and the I, the IV had, came from him cramping in his stomach yep. trying to right. push the poop pooped off. pooped yeah. his girdle, yeah. Yeah, he pooped his... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar is awesome, by the <laughs> way. He is absolutely... That was he...
5: one of the great social media moments. Mm-hmm. Just that, the the intrigue with like he's going into the locker room what does it look like
0: (laughs) by the way because the way he was running i mean very much cramped. like okay can't can't eat i have to have straight legs here but also if he was trying to tighten the old butthole up i mean that is the same type of run so i mean a lot of things i do and then he comes back wins the game i mean it was amazing last question here
1: go ahead tone what the hell is going on with all the groins in pittsburgh
5: yeah, this is an annoying week in Pittsburgh. You got groins, you got pecs, left pecs for Roethlisberger. Uh, so the fact that T.J. Watt practiced this uh, yesterday is really a really good sign. Good sign. Uh, I'm not saying he's definitely going to play because it's hard to play a week after a groin injury, but that's pretty minor. Um, I think the Ben one is not concerning, but, you know, he's 39. Every Ben injury, I mean, it's a non-throwing pec, so, like, he's mm-hmm. probably okay. But, I don't know, like, it's just every little thing. And I also wonder, and I know you watch the Steelers' offense closely, like, could this have been bothering him last week? Because he's looked kind of, I don't know, not quite himself the first two weeks. So, maybe this is something that was bothering him before. But I think think overall they're going to be okay.
0: A lingering tit. For Ben Roethlisberger, yes. I did not know that. That was no, not broken anywhere, but you're right. I think the new offense in the second half, I think it started to look a little bit better. and Maybe they'll continue to grow here, but a new offense for Ben. Hopefully, his t- uh, pectoral is okay. Yeah. Groins going to get tightened up over there. Connor, go ahead, pal. Yeah, Rapshee.
2: which week of the season this year will we see Jamie Collins in a New England Patriots uniform?
5: I mean, Collins will either be traded or potentially cut by the Lions, and... You know, the Patriots have done this before where they got Collins on cheap for his rookie deal, let someone else pay him, then got him back on a cheap deal, and then he went to Detroit, let someone else pay him. So if you told me the Patriots would get him back again on a cheap deal to play well, I mean, that sounds like a very Patriots thing to me. So, like, I don't think you're crazy at all. I'm, I'm – it is definitely one of the places to watch, I would say.
0: Yeah, Jamie is obviously a uh, freak athlete. I uh... – I was holding for an extra point, I believe, when uh, as soon as I said, I saw him jump over the entire line like a... uh, a a wild animal, like uh-huh. he, he, he jumped over like a wildebeest almost, flying over, and then I saw him, and oh my god, what are we doing? And then I, the rumor was that the reason why he left the Patriots to go to the Browns or whatever is because one day he asked about a potential contract. Is that a real story or not? Allegedly, he said like, "Hey, are we getting paid around here or something," and then he was traded to Cleveland the next day. Did that actually happen? Do you know? Can we get a? Can we get a? I a, I don't think that. I mean, I, I don't think that happened. Oh, uh, I know that. That was awesome. They. Man weren't
5: thrilled about investing in him. So I think it became clear that he wasn't going to get the extension to new England, but I think, you know, most of that stuff was probably handled through his agent rather than him to Belichick. Like, Hey bro, when are you going to break me on? I out?" I don't think that would
0: happen all right joining us uh for the last 15 minutes missing like three or four scoops we apologize <laughs> uh but it was an incredible segment learning about you and everything you do ladies and gentlemen the host of the canceled show rap sheet and friends ian rapichael yeah, hey so sorry to interrupt this conversation that's cooking right now yes it is cooking uh, everyone always talks about how important it is to get a good night's rest don't they mm-hmm. hey you need a good good night's sleep
3: I didn't get a great night's sleep last
0: night. and it was, By the way, this morning we could tell, but then the energy of the day kind of mm-hmm. got after it. But people for your entire life have been saying, hey, make sure you sleep well hey, night. Hey, get a good night's sleep. Need to get a good night's sleep.
3: Make sure you get a good
0: night's sleep tonight. But it's not always as easy as people just saying get a good night's sleep, especially if you're like me, where your mind is always thinking, mind is always going. Maybe you're thinking about tomorrow. Maybe for whatever reason, you just can't fall asleep. That happens to a lot of us. And CBDMD has come through with something called CBDPM that puts you out like a light. Like a light. Slept through the flight. That's why the folks at CBDPM created CBD. CBDMD created CBDPM to help you get the rest you deserve and feel your best every morning. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of superior CBD with sleep-promoting ingredients like melatonin, what? valerian root, what? And chamomile to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. So, whether you're up late with the kids, pets, or existential dread, you can turn a CBD PM and get the rest you need to handle anything that comes your way. I use it. Nick is a big time proponent of it. Uh, I believe there's a couple others in the office that use it on a nightly basis. Some guys get into it whenever they need to reset their sleep cycle, but I've been very thankful for CBD MD, CBD PM. Uh, it's something I, I legitimately use. I think you will enjoy it as well if you're not a great sleeper. But also, CBD MD has a bunch of other products whether it's uh, for soreness, Mm -hmm. uh, for anything else. I mean, they legitimately got a bunch of CBD, superior CBD products. And right now you can get 25% off your next order. It's almost a a quarter there, dude. Damn near. When you go to CBDMD.com, CBDMD.com and use promo code McAfee M-C-A-F-E-E you'll get 25% off your purchase of high quality CBD oil products from CBDMD. Big thanks to CBDMD for being a hell of a partner with this show and also for creating products that directly affect my life like the sleep one because if not, I'm up all goddamn night. Back to the show. NFL ...and was a part of the NFL for over 20 years. Head coach of the Chiefs, offense coordinator at the Steelers. Uh, the Browns, also the Cardinals, I believe, uh, an icon of a human. There has mm-hmm. been many things said about this guy, including when he and Hugh almost got into a fight in his staff <laughs> meeting <laughs> at Hard Knocks. Uh, very honored to be joined by Coach Todd Haley. Coach yeah! yeah, yeah! Todd! How are you, man?
6: Hey, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, Pat. Fellow Western PAer grew up going to kennywood you could probably walk there from plum um i i I really enjoy your show so i've been looking forward to this for a long time
0: coach is there anything like that potato patch are you kidding me (laughs) with those fries coach it's i don't know how they make it it's the most delicious thing on earth and it's an honor to have you coach and that thing i ended with there uh with you and hugh jackson and hard knocks i think For a lot of people it was like we knew todd haley obviously from pittsburgh i'd known of todd haley and you've heard stories and a lot of success and everything like that but watching you in hard knocks was fantastic is that what what it was like everywhere you were at is that what a normal coaching thing is is that how that goes or was that just you know a couple conflicting of interests there
6: i was raised by bill parcells i coached for him for eight years I've always said that's like dog years, one equals seven. So, really, I coach for for whatever that math is. 56, I'm not gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, number one, I was the anti-hard knocks guy. I did not think that was the time and place for us to have to deal with that, a team trying to turn it around. Number two, I did not know that camera was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a remote drone up in the corner, and I didn't even know it was there. But, yeah, I mean… That's what Bill. That's what Parcells taught us to, to speak what we thought, to to stand for what we believed in, and you know, we went into that meeting, and I'm hearing a bunch of, you know, a bunch of things that didn't sound like things should sound in a football meeting right before a training camp.
0: Yeah, well, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was awesome. There was a lot of things part of that hard knocks, and the hard knocks is now going in season with the Colts, and I had to. Oh m- yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Coach, I don't know. Hey, listen, I don't know what the team's going to be then. As long as two sprains, Carson Wentz continues (laughs) to play as reckless as he is, I don't know what the team's going to be like there. Hopefully, we'll be in a good spot. That is just added. It's hard to win in the NFL, isn't it? In the hard knocks, you were anti it. it. Is that how most of the coaches vote? I assume most people, most coaches, most people in the football side of things don't love an added distraction potentially into when you're trying to win football games.
6: Yeah, most good coaches do not want it because (laughs) (laughs) you know how important – well, I don't know if for a kicker, you were probably sleeping in the equipment uh, room yeah, yeah. most of the meetings, but yeah, true. Uh, most good football coaches, I don't think need, want, need that added distraction. I mean, you know, it's hard enough. I mean, it, it's a big job to get a team ready to play.
0: Well, I can't thank you enough for joining us and giving us entertainment on Hard Knocks, even though it sounds like they definitely forced you into that thing. So uh, <laughs> I, I want to talk about your coaching career in the NFL, though, because, you know, a lot of massive... I mean, we looked up the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive stats and ranks when you were there and then what it has become. And now, who knows what's going on with Ben and the offense changing, but your offense, whenever you were in Pittsburgh, it was like a top five offense, I think, like eight straight years or seven straight years or something like that. You were brought in to kind of protect Ben. With what you see from Ben Roethlisberger, first of all, did you have a great relationship with him as the outcome would and the success would say that you did? And what do you think whenever you watch him now and are you still in contact with him?
6: We had a good relationship. I mean, you know, player-coach relationships are all a little different. Um, You know, uh, it was a tenuous situation. I, I was coming in replacing a really good friend of his and Bruce Arians, but there was a, a definite job that had to be done, which was to have Ben evolve as a quarterback, uh, become a little more of a pocket passer, protect himself, as you said, run the football. And and I think we did all those things. I mean, his game, I, I still people hear people say, well, Ben, you know, he extends the play. That's not really happening. It's a rarity now with Ben and, and, and what – what happened over those six years was Ben got the ball out fast and, and he appreciated getting the ball out fast to playmakers that then make, made good plays. And, and he saved a lot of wear and tear. So, you know, I think it was mission accomplished, you know, to be able to go back to Pittsburgh where my dad played, I grew up a ball boy. I mean, it was awesome. So, um, you know, I I always root for the Steelers, not openly, uh, because you know as coaches once you leave somewhere you don't you root, usually root for the teams they're playing but <laughs> because of my father's connection with the Steelers I I still, you know, secretly root for the Steelers a little bit.
0: Well, I think a lot of Jensers are going to be happy to hear that, obviously. And also the story about Ben is in, you know, because the first impression of Ben was he extends the play. He's a backyard football guy. And then you almost took that as I assume like a job, like, hey, I got to change this to keep this guy alive. So whenever people still say, oh, he's extending the play, he does a lot of this, it's all, I don't want to say you kind of take offense to that, but it's like we try to change that. We had to change that for him to still be around in this entire thing. Is it like he doesn't get enough respect in that aspect that he is on rhythm and that he does he can break down and his reads and do it much quicker than he did originally you think or no
6: yeah that was the job pat i mean like when i sat down with mike uh, you know that was the job hey we gotta ben has to evolve and become more of a drop back guy because he cannot continue uh, survive and continue playing the way you know he is right now and yeah so i take a lot of pride in that and i think ben does too um you know he does – the ball comes out very quick. I mean, and I'm not talking little quick screens and that, but in normal drop-back situations, he gets the ball out as fast as anyone. Uh, and, and you know, to me right now with the Steelers, it's – is does he trust these guys in front of him? It's a whole new group, a new offensive line coach, a new center for the first time in how many years since he had Pouncey. I mean, those are all big items. And, and I think, you know, what I'm seeing is I, I – you know, Ben needs to trust those guys up front right now and and if he can and I think the Bucks will be the big test here in a couple of weeks you know then then they have a chance to play good football
0: coach with the changing and the evolving of offenses did you enjoy as the rules changed, and now that the game? And I know you're coaching uh, high school football, which is legendary, by the way. That is, I'm sure you're having a fucking blast <laughs> doing that. I, they just so relaxed; you got no pressure. Just calling up plays, slicing and dicing, probably the most amateur defenses you have ever seen in your life, which it's is awesome. One coverage. It's
6: one. No, Pat, these high school coaches are crazy. Like people thought I was crazy on the sideline, but now I'm the calm one that just sits back and these guys are crazy. I mean, they come from their job, they go out on the field. I mean, they're killing these kids, and I'm like, uh, oh, you know, is this what people thought of me? <laughs> it, it's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun with the kids. Yeah, there's one coverage generally, um, but I'm still not a big spread guy. I last year I was the coordinator. This year I'm just helping, but. Last year, I had wristbands on the quarterbacks. We were huddling every play. We had a good defense, so we're slowing the game down. You know, so it was it it was a totally different, and and it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I could imagine one coverage generally. Like you, you just talking to your quarterbacks who are what sixteen years old or whatever. Listen. If that guy's standing right there, you look right here, okay, and then you hit that guy right there. He will move, and then you just – that had to be so much fun for you. But it is interesting because what you just said with the wristband and huddling up, the game is changing, though, especially like that college uh, game for like the last 10 years almost, 15 years, has now made its way like into the NFL. Do you think that's because the players, the rules, or do you think that there is now schemes offensively that really can take advantage of things in space? Because that's always like Orlovsky was saying, if your offensive coordinator isn't using every single blade of grass that they can with these new offenses, they're doing your, uh, your team a disservice because the way the rules are. Is there still, you think, like old school offense is still going to be able to fit in, or do you think this is going to continue to change and change and change as we go?
6: You know, I always think it's cyclical. You know, you see the certain teams that still get under center and run power and run real run plays. You know, so much of it is the rules in college. I mean, you just don't have enough time. It's like high school. You know, I go out there. I mean, I'm like, are, are we going to watch film with them? And they're like, no, we're just we, we just go on the field again. I mean, there's no time, and the same things happening in college. There's just not enough time. So the spread really simplifies things, but it always it always pushes the NFL game because that's where the guys are developed. You know, like I said, I mean, I coached receivers for a long time. I rev- love the receiver group. Uh, uh, but you know, all the good receivers that come out of college are outside receivers because they're always in two by two or three by one. You don't have any slot receivers anymore that learn how to play, you know, versus that different coverage. So the big timers in college are the outside receivers. So now they end up on an NFL team and you're like, how do you ever, you know, work them into being a slot type receiver? It's very hard. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a lot of things. I think it's the time college is allowed to spend with them. So they've simplified it as much as they possibly can. I mean, it's much easier to just hold up a sign or, or make a signal than it is to uh, go through the process of making a wristband and having a call sheet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because honestly, what, it's one read, two reads. Every single offense is now like, hey, you read the edge. If the edge drops in, you go. If he stays, you pitch or give, or then you could throw. It's like three reads, but it's all pretty similar reads as opposed to having to figure out a d- disguises and what route concept is better for that. It is a much simpler and faster game, though, right, too? I mean, it's much, much faster now. Is that... Oh, it's it's much
6: faster. You've seen the NFL go to that. I mean, everybody's gone to an up, up-tempo th- uh, deal at times, but again i don't think that in the nfl with how good the defenses are that you can live that way full time i mean you still have to get under center you have to run you know downhill hardball runs i mean it's just we've seen it happen too many times where guys come in and try to do it and you just i mean the athletes are too big too strong uh those 270 pound outside edge rushers that can run four or five. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's too hard. You just can't do it on a daily, on a down in and down out basis.
0: And it always seems like the run game. By the way, if you have it or you don't, it always shows up in the biggest spot. Right? It always shows up in like the biggest game. It's like the old cliche. Everybody says, you got to be able to run the ball and you got to be able to stop the run. And everybody says it. And then it's like, no, all these games are wide open. Everybody's throwing it. And then you watch these playoff games. You watch playoff Leonard Fournette last year, or even in the Super Bowl. It's like the team that's going to be able to run this thing and the team that's going to be able to stop the run is probably going to win in the end whenever real games matter. It always seems to come back to that, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Uh, you know unless you just have a and even with Mahomes we saw it last year I mean he's a phenomenal player but without protection without a run game he kind of came back down to earth so uh, you know I think that tells you better have guys up front that can protect Uh, you better be able to run the football when when the other team knows you are running it that's the key because there are going to be those situations where you have to run it and you have to be successful and and I think that's what separates ultimately, you know, the really good teams and the average team.
0: Whenever you talk about some situations, and you're talking about being able to run the ball when you have, everybody knows you're going to be able to run, four-minute offense is one of those times. And there is so many situations. that have, Last year it was with the Chargers. The Chargers had like five, six games won if they just handled situation football right. They would run out of bounds whenever the other team had no timeouts. At the end of the game, they give the ball back, and it would come through there. This year I think the Cardinals had a little situation. Kyler Murray ran out of bounds with like two minutes and 30 30 seconds left without forcing the other team to take a timeout. I mean, there's like those types of situations. Do you just, do you think teams have to go through those to learn those? Do you think it's just, because everybody talks about the Patriots, like, hey, they're the greatest situational football team of all time or whatever. They test it all. We went through it at the Colts. I assume everywhere you've gone through, is it just you have to go through it? What do you think it is about some teams never getting that right, it feels like? You
6: have to go through it. And, and that's why, you know, I traveled around the NFL in a lot of different positions and there were certain places where you knew we were doing things the right way. And there were places where you knew we weren't doing the things the right way. And and again, having, having been groomed as a very young coach with Bill Parcells, as hard as it was, I mean, every single two-a-day in training camp, those situations were practiced. All right, it's fourth down, and there's less than six seconds. Uh, we're going to throw the ball out of bounds, you know, all the way down the field and run out the clock. I mean, all those situations were practiced, you know, that's what I carried along with me everywhere I was. and But some people amazingly don't do it. Oh. And and it, and it's just, you know, when you get in that critical situation. Um, and by the way, Pat, and I'm saying this for my old special teams coach with the Chief Steve Hoffman, you were kicking on the other sideline and we did the first spinner onside kick against you in either '09 9 or 0-10 and they clipped the R5's heel. Oh, it would have been hundred percent
0: success. I do remember that. That was uh, it was in it was in Kansas City, right?
6: Yeah, no, no, it was in Indy. No, but and we remember. knew we had to steal a possession. Yes, we played you 0-9 and ten at your place, and we knew we had to steal a possession from Peyton, like everybody says. And and Steve Hoffman and Ryan suck up. Mister Relevant came up to me in practice weeks <laughs> earlier, and they said. We got this special kick, you wanna see it? I'm like, no, I don't wanna see it. then so they kept coming to me and I said, All right, let me see it. So it was just on the side of the field and Ryan kept kicking it, and it kept spinning right ten yards perfect. I'm like, all right, let's start working it. We'll use it for we'll use it for Indy and it clipped the R five step.
0: Hey, that's a slow roller, man. That thing's going to (laughs) take its time as it bends. I'm sure
6: you have that in your repertoire.
0: Oh, yeah. We've all had... We've all do it because you just, like, kick a ball on the ground when you're trying to shag it or whatever, and you realize, like, oh, if I kick it on this side, it's going to spin back to that way. It's like a banana towards it or whatever. But what... Having... The gut sack to call that though. I mean that is cause that ball's going around your, your kickoff team basically. It's like coming behind them almost in that thing with no, the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, hey that's bad coaching. You gotta tell it all. Dallas,
6: <laughs> Dallas got all the credit, but really, you know, I know we we tried to pull one off against you.
0: Well, if it means anything, better coaching gets that R five the fuck out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Coach, you gotta do that. No. Well I love the special
6: that. teams coach got yelled at significantly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Last question I have for you. You're awesome. You were fucking awesome. Thank you for coming on. Last question I have for you. You Uh, were
6: great with the Mannings, too. Oh, hey, did you watch
0: that? That was late.
6: I love that. I love it.
0: Okay, because I feel like I'm learning more about football and that thing in two quarters than I felt like I didn't know shit after that first Monday Night Manning. I'm like, did I not know anything going in there? I feel like for you, that's probably how you watch games and stuff like well, that. Oh no,
6: it, yeah, that is. It's like, like I'll be bumping my wife. I'm like, yeah, this is what we talk about. But to listen to announcers now after that, I don't want to do it. And, and you were awesome <laughs> on there, but – uh, yeah, it's it's insight it's real football and, and it's just great to hear uh I enjoy it. I won't watch the other uh ESPN again.
0: Hey, no offense, uh Steve Levy, Lewis no, Right, no, no. <laughs> right, different world, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah. over there. But you're right, I'm feeling the same way though, because I feel like I'm a football nerd at heart, and I think that's why this whole thing works. Because I was lucky to be a fan, then I was lucky to be in the league for a while, and I'm a, you know, basically a white trash dude. So it's like I never really changed, you know. So it's like I love the game in like learning more. I felt like I was doing even, even watching him do it in person. Obviously, whenever I was lucky enough to be his teammate, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? And then listening the yeah, way he, he did. Yeah, I know. I had, hey, I, I had a couple plays by the way. If I was going to come in, if you guys were to hurt Peyton and then hurt the backup, you know who was coming in i don't know you probably that's probably why <laughs> yeah. is that why you kept peyton healthy in 09 and 10 <laughs> is that why because i was going to come in there and fucking do the thing uh last oh. question here todd please from me and then the boys have everybody's very pumped that you're on the show right now i want to let you know yeah. there aj was a, there uh aj's golfing in the Ryder cup representing america uh, oh
6: yeah he's really good at golf <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you played with him
6: I played him with my Tahoe. He's like Monica Salas. Every time he hits you, you're like,
0: ah! <laughs> 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 uh. We're seeing some clips. People are tweeting us videos of him tearing up whistling straights. I mean, (laughs) just the worst golf shots I think that have ever happened on that golf course he is currently doing. Last question for me, though, Coach. You were in Cleveland, obviously, that hard knocks year. Baker Mayfield's rookie year. Now you're seeing what Baker and that Cleveland offense is becoming. And obviously, I think there's a little bit more stability and everything's kind of happening now. And for a long time, I think a lot of coaches have said, you never coached in the NFL until you got fired from Cleveland. Like, I've actually heard that quote from a lot of people and i assume that is like a coaching thing but now that they're turning around and baker seems to be playing very good football and that offense is going what did you see early from baker that made you think like okay this guy can be an nfl guy because there's a lot of stats that say like rookie quarterbacks are going to fizzle out like there's a lot of that that happens high draft picks even including number ones overall what was it about baker that made you think like okay this guy could be a guy if we get this thing right around him
6: well, he can really throw the football first and foremost. I mean, we went through that process with Josh Allen, him, Rosen, uh, Lamar, everybody. But Baker can really throw the football. Um, he's not the fastest, but his his leadership, charisma—I don't know what what you want. Just he just has that it factor. Um, he's a really tough guy bottom line is he can throw the football and, and I've said you know I said to Baker right from the start I mean you're not going to be a guy that's going to survive learning how to be quarter play quarterback in the NFL which it does take time for everybody uh running around and taking a lot of hits you know you have to evolve your game into a Drew, Drew Brees like type player you know really cerebral deliver the football where it has to be and and what what has really helped Baker, obviously, is having that uh, those five guys up front in that running game uh, because every quarterback, I say this all the time, needs something to allow them to survive. Josh Allen is a big 6'5 dude that can break away, run, do those things. That's how he survived and learned and, and, and started to turn himself into a real player. And Baker has had that run game. And, and Kevin has done a tremendous job, you know, sticking with the run and and allowing them to run the football but that's really given baker that little bit of space he needed to really start to learn how to play the position because it generally does not happen overnight there's not many Dan Marinos or you know even Mahomes sat the whole year so it's a process, and and you need some something that allows you to survive. while you learn to to be a real quarterback?
0: We're talking to Coach Todd Haley and a bird that is obviously <laughs> incredibly furious. Yeah, we have
6: a we have a parrot sitting on the wall. Sorry. shut up, little bird.
0: Is that a real parrot. Parrots—they probably that parrot could probably talk more shit than you and I both. From what I've yeah, learned, we
6: have more animals at this house. It's a it's a it's a shit show. <laughs>
0: I got a zoo as well. Uh, your wife's a big animal lover? Yeah, your lady's a big animal? Oh, yeah.
6: Five dogs, cat, guinea pigs, two parrots. Oh, yeah. But we're in Siesta oh. Key, Florida, so this parrot can live out under the pool uh, cage.
0: Oh, good for that parrot. Parrots are awesome, by the way. I think they live to like 30, 40 as really? well. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. They live a long time. They're like smarter than you and I both. Uh,
6: you have so- to put them in your will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ty with a question.
3: Coach Haley, we've seen all these rumors coming out from Jacksonville. It says Urban Myers already looking at going back to USC. My question is like, as a coach, do you think he already knows, like, oh, shit, we're going to be in trouble there? And we always talk, like, he doesn't really have expectations per se, but, like, was there ever a point when you're coaching where, obviously, you're, you're going to go out there and you're not just going to fold, but it's like, oh, boy, we're really in trouble here. Like, do you really think he's already considering, like, oh, the NFL is just too tough for me and I'm going to have to go back to college?
6: I can't speak for him. He actually lives about a quarter mile down the
2: road. Send a years. parrot! Send a <laughs> <the> fucking parrot!
6: <laughs> But I can't, speak, but I, no, I don't think coaches are wired like that. I mean, uh, obviously we've seen it happen a couple times through the years, but I think, you know, most competitive coaches that take pride in what they do, they want to go do the job and do it at a high level. I mean, my first year in Kansas city, it looked like the sky was falling every single day, but as the year went on, you know, Jamal Charles, all of a sudden shows up, he's running for 220 yards. And, and you know, it gave us, you know, I think that's, that's the deal you're you're on a team that was worse than the league last year it's it's a big job it takes time you know you just you know and I know he's a very good coach uh, and I've gotten to know him well since being down here but you know it's just the going through that process not panicking uh you know but nobody wants to hear that noise on the exterior you know and that's all you know us now I'm a media guy because I'm serious so I got to lump myself into it but it's all of us Talking about it. I mean, it's like Tua having to hear the Deshaun Watson rumor. I mean, that's the last thing I think Brian Flores won anybody, you know, to release and, and let out there. So, um, I, you know, I think Urban, you know, he's in it for the long haul, you know, but again, I can't speak for him. I don't know what he's going to do, but I got to believe he took the job for a reason and to to try to turn that organization around and become a good team again.
0: And uh, the owner, Kahn's, the Kahn family, has invested mightily in his vision and everything like that. If he was just a bail after one year, I understand that, like, coaches have done that in the past. That's going to be a tough sell, I think, for people not to be like... What are you doing? You can't do it. <laughs> what but, the hell? But there's a couple good jobs, I guess, out there. And Vic Fangio said that uh, Urban told him afterwards, like, every week's like playing Alabama. And it's almost like I bet a lot of NFL coaches wanted to be like, yeah, dude, this is the fucking men's league up here. Things are, you know, is
6: that, Alabama, Alabama on steroids.
0: Yeah, is that what LN, you think that's how coaches, though, would potentially view Urban coming up and get a lot of hype? Like guys who have been around a long time that aren't head coaches that maybe we haven't met or heard of. Like, yeah, you can do it in college, but this is a different animal up here. Is that like a, a pretty known thought or is the coaching fraternity pretty tight?
6: No, I think coaches are coaches. You know, like I said, you know, I went to that Ohio State Pro Day every year, you know, so I got to know Urban and then down here. But, um, you know, I've always – you always think very highly of him as a coach and and how he operates. Um, But at the same time, I think coaches understand that just like players, when you come from college into the NFL, there is a transition period. It's a little different. Um, you know, there's there's things you got to – there's a lot of different things you have to do, especially as the head coach. So, um, But, you know, I, like I said, if you're a good coach, I think you figure out a way to be a good
1: coach. Uh, last question for you. We can't appreciate you enough. Go ahead, Tom. Coach, Monday night um, it was reported that Matt LaFleur went up to his defensive coordinator at halftime and said, hey, figure it the fuck out. When you were an OC under Tomlin, him being on the defensive side, did he, does he ever come up to you and, and say like something like that during the game? How was it to be an OC under Tomlin?
6: Awesome, awesome. I mean, Mike Tomlin is one of my favorite people. Um, Gave me an opportunity with you know he's a funny guy. Um, uh, You'll feel bad about yourself when you go on out to pro days because he'll take you into the deep end at at night before the pro days at at the bar potentially. But uh, (laughs) really,
0: Tomlin, like that?
6: Listen, you don't want to (laughs) play. No, he is awesome, so smart. Um, oh, that's awesome. And that, but that's what's great about the Steelers organization in general. And, and, you know, and he falls in line from, you know, again, I grew up as a ball boy, you know, watching Chuck Knoll and all those guys. But the Steelers let their coaches coach. They let their uh, scouts scout. They just let everybody do their job. Um, and But to have a guy as smart as Mike and such a great defensive coach uh, you know, we'd sit down at the beginning of every week and just kind of talk about I'd ask him how many points we need to score. And he'd honestly say, like, we probably need 30 this week, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever it was. I mean, so awesome. Enjoyed every single minute with Mike Tomlin. I mean, uh, if not the best, one of the best coaches in the league right now. And, and I think it shows. I mean, he finds a way to get it done uh, regardless of the circumstances. And bring, he is an energy bringer every single day
0: that's awesome well we enjoyed every single minute we mm-hmm. had with you here man feel free to come on back whenever I,
6: I'm, I'm up for it uh, I need to do it once when AJ's in there so I can talk about his golf game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, he'll,
0: be back. he'll be back next week I think because this guy has, listen to this. listen to this work ethic, Ohio guy right we always see Ohio guys you know he's missed what six of the last eight days of yeah, work yep. yeah. six of the last days, eight days of work now he's representing America, he was at some yuppie event last week, what, what's going on with this guy dude Going I
6: don't know, Pat. I'm sitting on a porch in Siesta Key with a parrot talking to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I can't judge anybody else.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you, man. Coach Todd Haley. Yeah, Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your day-to-day. Uh, it's a dream come true, honestly, to be able to do this for a living. And the fact that you guys are the reason why we're able to do this Because you take time out of your day to press play on a show filled with a bunch of doofuses. You're the best, man. Hashtag endapodsquad. Continue to tweet that out with pictures of where you're at. If you lasted this long, I think it's only right that we give out merch. We've given out a lot of pieces. We'll continue to do that because you guys, holding it down till the end, I am eternally grateful for. We're back tomorrow with a feel-good Friday. Ty, please be a friend. And play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday night, football Thursday. Remember to play my same game parlay. It's risk free. Carolina Panthers minus seven and a half. Christian McCaffrey touchdown in the first half. Christian McCaffrey touchdown in the second half and over 41 and a half points. 10 bucks risk free if you opt in at FanDuel Sportsbook pays out 69 bucks. Let's go, dude. Let's have a Thursday night. We'll see you manana.